Arguments about nothing is brought to you by Vacation, but we're glad to be back after our brief hiatus. Welcome back to Arguments About Nothing. I'm Shelby Samsel. I'm Hannah Bennett. And we are so excited to bring you this episode of Arguments About Nothing. We're going to have some good laughs. I got some really interesting questions prepared for you. Um, And I think, Hannah, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like we're just both in good spirits right now. I mean, shockingly, yes. And (laughs) we're both somehow, well, it helps that it's like a Saturday night as opposed to our normal when can we fit this in on a random Monday when we've both worked all day. I spent the day in bed. So I don't really have any good excuse at all to not be in good spirits, honestly. Uh, I spent the majority of my day on TikTok. (laughs) Is that what inspired your questions today? I'm not going to (laughs) say. I feel like you might know what inspired the questions. Got it. Well, for those who don't know, those who have never listened to us before, Arguments About Nothing is a show in which we discuss silly hypothetical situations seriously, as if they are something, when obviously they are absolutely nothing. Um, I think we're going to kick things off today with a question from my little sister, your little sister, Hannah's little sister, the America's little sister, Katie's Corner. Yeah, yeah, we have a Kate's Corner today. So I'm going to read the question from my little sister. And this week's question is, would you rather be able to heal yourself or heal others? So you can either heal heal yourself, but only yourself, or you have the magical ability to heal other people, but you can't use it on yourself. I mean, my therapist has been trying to convince me for years that I can't heal other people. So this really feels like backsliding to me. <laughs> it's really... Well, I mean, physically heal other people. I mean, <laughs> the, fix their broken leg. <laughs> yeah, not, you mean not, literal wounds and not yes. attachment wounds, which not is, are the wounds, wounds that I have been focused on in my early 20s. Right. You've done a lot of trying to heal people's emotional, mental, yeah, wounds in the past. And, so uh, much. We're not, so much. We're not talking about that. We're, we're saying basically a shark bites off somebody's hand, you can regrow it. So my first inclination is that I would heal others because, you know, like, greater impact, like, that I could heal the whole world. And, you know, like, I'm also a woman. So, you know, I think about the well-being of others. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I get it. Um, This is a really, really hard question for me, actually, because this is kind of like a button for me because as somebody who's lived with chronic pain at multiple different points in her life for multiple different reasons. The ability to heal yourself from a chronic pain that doctors cannot heal sounds very, very tempting. And also, I think if you could heal yourself, it would kind of change how you live a little bit, or at least it would for me, right? Because I... Uh, 
I mean, I'm in my 30s now, so I get a little nervous when I pick up a heavy laundry basket at this point that I'm going to throw my back out, yeah. right? Like, I think I, I'm not going skiing anytime ever in my life. Uh, I, I don't need that risk to my knees at this point. Yeah, there's just so many things. I was going to say, you already have a bad knee. I already knee. have a bad knee. So, but if I could heal myself... I think I'd be more prone to take risks, like physical risks. I don't think I'd be as, I think it would get rid of so much fear. Also, get rid of fear, like think about being in the pandemic and all the fear we had around COVID and it would get rid of. Yeah. I, having lived with chronic pain a lot, I do fear that happening again because it also, it impacts your life in so many ways beyond just being ill like that any kind of chronic illness or pain yeah. like it causes depression and it socially isolates you yeah. and it costs a lot of money in terms of your doctor's visits and then they can't fix it or they put you on some yeah. crazy drug and the drug has worse side effects than the original thing or you have to have scary surgeries or whatever i mean there's just so much yeah. impact beyond just the the physical thing and i just think about yeah, if I could absolutely live without fearing all of that happen again and avoid like all those doctor's visits and but it's so hard because yeah but like then I think okay but then say I I want to something happens to one of my loved ones and I want to be able to heal them and I can't that would torture me yeah I just picturing I picture myself like becoming a like a prophet almost you know <laughs> just, just like walking through hospitals and put, laying hands on people right. and miraculously they can walk again or you know like and that I mean like yes I would experience pain myself and I could get injured and things like that but like it's a lot of money to be made in that game <laughs> uh also a lot of fame and fortune <laughs> to like really uh come to you through that and so I could really pay for like the best doctors and stuff like that I feel like something that also assuages fear is money I'm I'm willing to take a lot more risks if I have like some significant power influence and money behind me I, I don't know that no amount of money could have fixed my back when it was out you know there doctor I saw the best doctors in New York there was nothing they could do so there's there's a point at which money doesn't help anymore. <laughs> true. But there it's also true that like if you had so much money you could just have people carry you around. <laughs> yeah, I suppose maybe the side effects wouldn't be as bad if they were they were supported by incredible wealth. Yeah, I'm just saying if I were a billionaire and I had a bad back, I would just carry I would just pay people and to carry me to Miami and lay on the beach. You know, it's not so bad if you have a bad back if you're laying on the beach in Miami. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Although, you know, I think that in the end, I'm going to have to pick heal others because I think it would just torture me too much to know that I could heal myself, but and then have to watch my loved ones go through pain. And yeah, I'm not really thinking about it so much as like how I could use it to be famous or wealthy or something. I just think... Even just thinking about the people that I know in my life now, could I? Yeah, yeah I mean, I began this question with very altruistic motives about <laughs> I want to have the largest impact. But then I ended, like, I was like, I'm going to be Mother Teresa. And then 
I ended this question being like, oh, I'm going to be a medicine man con artist, <laughs> but not but not con people right? because I can actually do it. You're going to be an actual faith hill or a faith healer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be a faith healing con man, but like actually do it. Right. It actually so that works. was an interesting metamorphosis yes. for me on a personal level. I always feel like I take these questions and I start with good intentions <laughs> and then somewhere I become the villain. And I don't understand why that keeps happening, and I'm not going to explore it. It's just a thing I don't want to know about myself, but I do recognize it, so please don't DM me. No, no, no. I I think it's great, and it's, uh, you know, this is a place for us to explore different energies, so this is is what it's all about. Hypotheticals, man. Speaking of different energies, I'm going to take us into an abrupt left. Go for it. Okay. We have a new variation on Bang, Mary Kill. It's bang, best friend, or kill. Oh. Um, yeah. Bang, best friend, or kill. And there's only one option. So you have to slot this one option into one of the three <laughs> things. So basically, I'm looking at one single thing and saying, I want to bang it or be its best friend. Yeah. Yeah. So the subject of this bang, best friend, or kill is yourself, but... Of the gender that you are attracted to from the multiverse. What? Oh, we're going Loki here. Got it. Got I don't it. want no spoilers. I'm not saying what inspired this. You asked if I would be able to tell what inspired it. And yes, yes, I can. Yeah. So if you were to meet a real like Hannah Bennett from a different universe, but it's like Hans Bennett. But I know that it's me. Or do yeah, I not you know, know that it's me? You know it's you. You, I know it's my alter ego. The answer has to be best friend. <laughs> do you want to be best friends? Or do you want to be like, no other Hannah Bennett's can survive? Goodbye. It has to be best friends because basically because the other two options are untenable. <laughs> I, I could not... <laughs> I could not see. <laughs> I could not walk up to a male version of me knowing it's a male version of me and either fuck it or kill it. I couldn't do it. Really? Okay. I don't see. I don't know what this says. So, first of all, killing yourself is bad self esteem. We need to talk about that. If you're if your first instinct is like I must kill it, like you're something's wrong. Maybe. You're like a little paranoid. Maybe that, or maybe it's like fear of some <laughs> we- weird multi-dimensional <laughs> other that might be trying to steal your life or something. I mean, you might try to kill it out of self-preservation. Okay, yeah. So where I'm at is like, I don't think I would want to be my best friend. Like we're too similar. Like we would not be complimentary people. And maybe that means I don't like myself very much. I'm not going to look into, again, this is not something I'm exploring uh, on a deeper level. Um, but I don't think I would be friends. I don't think I would be best friends with myself. Um, which again, my therapist won't be pleased to hear. <laughs> Does your therapist listen to this podcast? Because if so, you are in trouble. Although, would you be in more trouble or less trouble if you say you want to bang yourself? 
<laughs> well, here's the thing. I do want to bang myself. Because <laughs> I want to know if I'm good at it, you know? Interesting. But why would why would the male version of you be an accurate reflection of whether you are good at it? You've had different life experiences, different bodies, different partners. I guess. But like at their core, they're still me. You know what I mean? I'm like, I feel like I have a certain swagger. And maybe they do too. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I would just be so curious how that would go. Uh, And also, what an act of self-love, really. You know? I mean, yes, the most... The most literal act of self-love that one can perpetuate. Yeah, and if you struggle with body image, what a like good, immersive way to be like, wow, your body is great. But it's not your body. It's a male version of your body. It is not your body, but in a different universe, it is your body. So in a way, it's kind of your body. But but it's, but it, it's going to look completely different from your body. I don't know. I'm definitely going to fuck me. And that's just going to be how it is. But you're not. You're not. Okay. It's. I understand the curiosity <laughs> to an extent. And that it is fine. And I want to really back you on the self-love element of this. Also, masturbation is very healthy and very it normal. It is very healthy. Exactly. It wouldn't even contribute to my body count. But I just don't think it's going to work in the way that you're suggesting it's going to work. Because it's going to be somebody else's body. You know, there's only one way to find out, and that's to try. <laughs> you know? It, I feel like there's very little downside, frankly. But I do have an ethical quandary since I am in a committed monogamous relationship. Is If I have sex with myself, is that cheating? Yeah, no, I've thought about this. He's yourself, but in another universe. And he's had yeah. different life experiences. So he's yeah. not you. Yeah, sure. But he's had similar life experiences. It's not like everything's different. Yeah, but you can't cheat on somebody and just be like, well, they had similar life experiences to me. Oh, yeah, sure. But I feel like, I don't know, if my partner came to me and was like, listen, I was visited (laughs) by an alternate reality like person who is me and we did the nasty, I would be like, it's understandable. And we'll probably it's not never understandable. Have again. You should at least have been invited to watch. You know, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Uh, I absolutely <laughs> should have been invited, and that is a is a misstep on my partner's ha- behalf. But I also can see the the perspective of him being so flabbergasted at this opportunity sure. that he just like doesn't know when this person is going to vanish into thin air. They're just like maybe wasn't time. And I get that. And I would, I, yeah, maybe it is cheating, but I feel like it is cheating in a way that I would immediately forgive. Okay. I, I can see that in a committed relationship. I don't have the committed relationship issue, so I could conceivably bang myself. And I don't know, we're not going to go into what it means that I have absolutely no interest in that. But you have no interest. Not a minute, not a second. Are you like, oh, well, maybe. You know, I think I'd be curious, like, what he looks like. Like, how did my body, how did my body form itself as a guy? I think I'd be interested in that. If I'm a hotter guy than I am a lady, I'm going to be hella pissed. Well, that's, first of all, impossible. Second of all. I, I said this to my boyfriend earlier, and he said the same thing. And I'm like, that, fuck off. I am not hotter than the hottest man alive. Like, 
It is possible. We just don't know. Listen, I'm just saying, I'm not expecting a version of me in male form to be hotter than me. Because I generally think, even though I'm a straight woman, that the female form is more attractive than the male form. So that's that's where I was coming at with that. Yeah, I feel like women usually put a little bit more effort and energy in. So, I don't know. I would want to, I would have, I would be curious what he looks like. I don't think I'd be curious. I think it would feel too, not Freudian. No one else would ever live up to what, they would know all your wants and needs. Well, that's it. That's an interesting. They would know all your fantasies. That's true. Didn't. Well, let me just say for the record that one of my fantasies is not uh, doing this with myself <laughs> in male form. I think it, it would just be such a weird mind fuck to yeah. me. That's kind of the appeal. That's the appeal of it to you. <laughs> See, and I feel like I would be really good friends with myself. I feel like we would just talk all about all kinds of nerdy things and we would just geek out together and have fun and watch Ted Lasso and be super good pals. See, here's the thing is like, I'm actually not that curious to sleep with myself, but I can't kill myself. And being best friends with myself feels like it would be a no-go because I'm an extrovert. And so I tend to be friends with like introverts because I like talking a lot and I don't like people who interrupt me. You'd be like, shut up, I'm talking. No, you can't podcast with me. Whereas the male version of myself, I wouldn't ever have to tell him to to be quiet. Yeah, I, I think two Shelbys would demand way too much attention. It would just be <laughs> untenable. Two Hannahs, I mean, we, we would both just order out a lot of Seamless together and have movie nights. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, think I have to go bang myself. <laughs> I mean, I hate when that happens. We, in the beginning of this podcast did a lot of definitive rankings of things, you know, like we talked about, like, what is, in fact, the best candy. We did, like, the best potatoes. And I think we need to bring that back. Okay. And today, we're creating the definitive ranking of breakfast foods. Breakfast food showdown. (laughs) Any kind of breakfast foods? You'll see. Okay. I've, like... Narrowed it a little bit. Okay, so I'm going to take you through a journey. It's more like the bracket that we did with potatoes. Similar to the bracket. Okay. Sort of. But we're going to get to the bottom of what good breakfast is all about all right. in the year of the Lord 2021. Uh, this works. I'm hungry, so I guess I'll just be more hungry at the end of this. Cool. So I definitely wrote these questions while writing my grocery list this week so (laughs) (laughs) all right our first heavy hitters pancakes or waffles Mm, coming right out the gate with the difficult questions coming right out the gate carbs on carb crime uh waffles waffles tell me why and also explain to me if you include mixins or toppings on your waffles I think waffles and pancakes are pretty, pretty similar, pretty equal in my brain. But I like the crunchiness of waffles. False. And I like the fun shape of waffles. Yes. And I like the word waffles. 
Yes. Uh, so that has really tipped the scales for me. Also, uh, in New York, there's this food truck called Waffles and Dingus. You know what I'm talking about? Dings. Waffles, Waffles and Dings. Waffles and Dings. Um, and they put yeah. uh, speculus on their waffles along with whipped cream and etc. And it is bananas good. It's one of the best waffles I've ever had. And so, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't usually make for myself. I wouldn't usually like treat Hannah to speculus waffles just at home. Yeah. I don't really know why I went into the third person there, except I spent the the last two weeks with my niece Evie who (laughs) constantly speaks about herself in the third person so maybe I've picked that up a little bit but anyway I think it's just more fun yeah so I agree with you waffles are better for all the reasons that you have already stated I will also say that waffles feel like they're more elite because they're harder to come by because you need a special like yeah, well, you need a special equipment to make yeah. it. Like any Joe Schmo can make pancakes, but you need a waffle iron to make waffles. So yeah. I rarely have them. So it feels like an extra special treat when I get waffles. Also, I am a chocolate chip waffle girl. That is the kind Ooh. of waffle I would like to have. That sounds great. All right, what's up next? It's very good. So pancakes. <laughs> Our next showdown. Hash browns or home fries. Oh, this is Discuss. really hard because every place does them differently. Yes. I feel like home fries is such a, it could be anything from unseasoned pieces of potato that somebody has fried up to yes. really, really good seasoned, more like even like a mash kind of thing. Peppers and onions. Yeah. yeah. And hash browns really can can vary too because there's like the really really good like pan fried and they're crispy kind of hash browns and then there's the gross whatever that is that they serve at mcdonald's tater tots flattened out yeah yeah that's exactly the way to describe it yeah so i mean it's so hard to say it just it really depends i think good 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 hash browns might take it for me though I think every version of hash browns is better than every version of home fries. Oh, wow. Okay. I think home fries are stupid. Uh, I think <laughs> I think they are far inferior to hash browns in every conceivable way. I am disappointed that hash browns have not taken a hold in New York State in the way that home fries have. Like, yeah. you go... Like, hash browns are kind of hard to find in New York. Seriously, I never find them here. I've been trying to make them at home, and you can't even find frozen hash browns in my local grocery store. They do not sell it. But do they sell, like, home fries and shit? Yeah, I when I go home to North Carolina, it's like, oh, right, hash browns exist. <laughs> they don't really do that. Yeah. That yeah, hash browns are the potato staple in, in Ohio, and they're just, like, I get it must be regional. I would love someone, if you are a food historian, to explain to me why the East Coast hates potatoes. <laughs> Boston's probably mad at me right now. But um, yeah, hash browns are better. So waffles, hash browns. Moving on. Great. Bacon or sausage? Bacon. Moving on. Oh, I disagree. Um, well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like bacon on things and in small amounts. 
But bacon makes me nauseous if I eat. I, like, can't eat more than, like, a strip of bacon or it will give me a bad tummy. So I'm very sorry for you. I mean, that is that is a real sad thing. I wish you had given yourself the power to heal yourself so that you could eat bacon because I find bacon to be very one note. I'm like, I find sausage to be a more complex flavor. It feels heartier to me. But sausage, again, it can be very hit or miss in my experience. I don't think we're going to, I think this is too contentious and we're not going to arrive at a consensus. Um, So I think you're just going to be a bacon girl and I'm just going to be a sausage girl and I think that's okay. But bacon goes on everything. Bacon pairs with everything. Bacon is sprinkled on, like, there's a reason you see bacon bits and not sausage bits. There's a reason that you see bacon in all kinds of different places and green beans and Brussels sprouts and, I mean... You, there's a million uses for bacon. You don't see sausage in any of those places. Sausage is just put on your plate at breakfast by people who ran out of bacon. I disagree. I have <laughs> I have always liked sausage more than bacon since the day I was born. I thought bacon was so gross. Like it, it wasn't until my early twenties in which I would like allow bacon to touch my plate. I thought bacon was so gross what? for like my whole life. But you have to agree, bacon is bacon is on sandwiches, it's on burgers. I mean, you have to, like, sausage just does not make an appearance in the same way as bacon. Well, just because something is ubiquitous doesn't mean it's better. I, we just said that waffles were more elite because it was special and hard to come by. Yeah, but I just don't know why people would put bacon on everything if it wasn't delicious. I'm not saying it's not delicious to those people. Um, but I think sausage reigns supreme. If I was, like, making my, uh, ideal breakfast plate, I'm going sausage. Okay. We're just not going to come to a consensus, and I... No, but, you know, we finally had something to argue about, so I felt like we needed to actually discuss the argument and not try to gloss over it. (laughs) That's fair. Um, cereal and milk or oatmeal? Oh, well... I should probably just go with what I do actually eat more, which is oatmeal. I eat a lot of oatmeal. Um, but I I didn't know that about you. I didn't know you were an oatmeal girl. Yeah, I kind of I'm kind of like a like a basic bitch oatmeal. <laughs> I I kind of I make oatmeal with turmeric and cinnamon and cloves and honey and vanilla and and walnuts and blueberries and stuff. So by the time you put all of those That's very really delicious good. flavors into it, oatmeal is delicious. I think I'm a cereal girl. And that's not to say that I don't like oatmeal, but cereal has gotten me out of some jams. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like when you're like, just I need food it's quick, very it's easy. fast yeah. and quick. It's also a really good snack. Like I will munch on cereal dry as like a snack. It's weird because I, I'm not really going to, argue that cereal isn't the better food in general i kind of think cereal (laughs) is better than oatmeal but i just eat oatmeal all the time so i have to go with what i know okay that's fair i will say that oatmeal is probably like the better choice for you depending on what kind of cereal you're getting but there are also so many different brands of cereal that i feel like you could eat a different cereal every day and just like really explore the world that way yeah Okay, so cereal is my pick. Okay, I couldn't do a head-to-head for this, but what is the best way to prepare an egg? 
That is a hard question. There are lots of good ways to prepare an egg. (laughs) That is true. It's hard to just choose one. I would say that typically my favorite way is sunny side up or actually over easy. Oh, really? Over easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like a runny yolk. I like a fried egg. But you also, you can't really go wrong with some really, really good scrambled eggs with lots of stuff mixed into them. You know what I mean? You can mix in all kinds of goodies and then they're delicious. My answer is the omelet because you just get to put so much stuff in them. Yeah. It's kind of same as scrambled eggs. Like you could just put whatever you want in them and it's delicious. Yeah. Well, I just love a good cheese pocket, you know, anything that has a pocket of cheese in it. I love pockets and cheese and pockets of cheese. There, there's nothing wrong with that sentence. <laughs> all, all of, everything in that phrase is, a, is an A plus thing. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think omelet is the superior omelet. If you're going to like force me to pick a specific omelet, I really like a Western omelet with cheese, ham, onions, and peppers. That's like my go-to omelet. Okay, but let me ask you this. If you can't add anything to the egg, just an egg. What's your favorite way to prepare an egg? Because mine would be over easy. Do I get to eat anything else with the eggs? No, if it's just the egg. I have no interest in eating a runny yolk <laughs> if I don't have bread to dip it in. And I think you're okay. kind of a monster if you just like <laughs> runny yolk on your fork. Well, like, no, you can crazy. spread it over the rest of the fried egg and it gives it a little bit so it's not just dry. If you, if you cook that yolk through and then just try to eat an egg with nothing else added, there's no moisture. It's just dry. Yeah, well, that's why I like scrambled eggs. Like, if I'm just eating plain eggs, it's scrambled eggs all day okay. for me. There you go. If I, have t- if I have toast, then I would like a fried egg. If I'm allowed mix-ins, it's an omelet. All right. And that is the definitive ranking of eggs. For you. Actually, you know, if I have toast, it's I probably want a poached egg. Well, you know, if we're really getting into mix-ins, then I probably want huevos rancheros. So, <laughs> depends on how That's far a we're fair going. Here. Call of like how many mix-ins do you actually get? Are we outlawing like huevos rancheros? Feels like too far personally. That feels like a whole meal as opposed to like a mix-in to the egg. Like the egg does not feel like the star of the show there to me. But an omelet is is a whole meal. Yeah, well, no, I, I, I agree. I feel like an omelet is more egg to other stuff ratio. Like the primary <laughs> ingredient in that is the egg. But I see your point. So if we're being like a purist and an omelet doesn't count, then I'm a scrambled egg girl. Okay. Uh, just so everyone knows my egg preferences very specifically. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess we could do a little bracket. Let's do like a rapid fire. Waffles or hash browns? Waffles. Hash browns. Um, Bacon or oatmeal for you? Bacon. It's sausage or cereal and milk. Obviously, it's sausage. Um, So waffles or bacon? It's too hard to choose. Now I've gotten to the point. (laughs) I can't. You can't make me do it. You can't make me choose waffles. Um, mine is hash browns or sausage, and my answer is hash browns. Hash browns are, like, fried potatoes, you know? Wow. So hash browns are your peak breakfast food. Oh, absolutely. It's been torture living in New York all these years. Wow. Yeah. You don't have access to your peak breakfast food. Yeah. Um, no, I make access 
I made them for, I'll like, I'll grind up a potato and make myself some hash browns. No one can take hash browns away from me, is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Um, though they might try. Though they may try. Um, um, so my uh, ideal breakfast plate is waffles, hash browns, uh, scrambled eggs, if we're outlying omelets, sausage, and cereal and milk. Cereal, <laughs> right. What is your ideal breakfast plate? Yeah. So mine would be waffles, bacon, either a fried over easy egg or or scrambled eggs, depending on what the rules are. Mm-hmm. And what did I say? Oatmeal and hash browns. And hash browns. A pretty good meal. I mean, it sounds yeah. very, very delicious to me. I will say, even though uh, like waffles won out in my bracketology, mm-hmm. in my bracket, it's like not what I would usually choose to eat at brunch because normally I'm like I can't have yeah. waffles in the morning so I always go with the savory over the sweet but just in theory I think yeah. I want a waffle maybe just right now I want a waffle the ideal brunch experience is getting like an egg dish and then having someone else at the table split waffles with you at the yeah. end yeah that's how you know you're with a true friend by the way yeah uh, Hannah, we should get lunch or brunch sometime. I'm very hungry and I want to get brunch. Let's go get brunch. Um, would you rather never be able to initiate making plans again or never be able to cancel plans ever again? I I simply cannot answer the second one. <laughs> so I have to go with the first. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I don't even know. Really... I can't even remember what the first option was. <laughs> So the first option is you can never initiate plans. So all of the plans that you ever have are plans that other people like come to you for. Okay, so I don't like that. I, I Obviously, I don't like that one because I am an independent person who sometimes likes to initiate get togethers. But two, because I feel like all my friends would hate me. Like they would feel yeah. like they always have to initiate when they see me and they always have to make the plans and that's really unbalanced and not fair and I feel like I would lose a bunch of friends but never be able to cancel plans yeah god I love canceling plans (laughs) actually I don't I like it when people cancel plans on me (laughs) I'm like what's that you say a free night what how an unexpected free night thank you so much what a gift. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, nah, I mean, that's not always true. Obviously, I make plans and want to see my friends and family and stuff. Yeah. But I there's just so many times when it's necessary. I mean, if you're sick, if you've had a terrible bad day, if you get stuck late at work, if you, I mean, sometimes it's just physically necessary to cancel plans. Yeah, I think you're right. Damn it. See, I thought you were going to take like the... The initiative one? Yeah. Because I, it is it is a hard call because I don't want to be that friend. I don't want to be that friend who's always like, I'm just going to tag along to what other people plan. It's just not balanced and not fair. But you also end up not doing the things you want to do. Like if there's like you hear about this really cool art thing or that you want to go do or like go see the show or like there's a movie out that you really want to see, you can never ask anyone to go do it with you. Yeah. For some reason, I'm less concerned about that. I think because I'm just so easygoing in terms of, I I just care about seeing a person more than I yeah. care about an activity usually. So, 
Um, I usually don't care that much. I, like, I would let other people pick the activity basically every time if yeah. they wanted to. But yeah. can't, sometimes plans need to be canceled. <laughs> That's the true thing. You're right. Um, would you rather never be able to eat seasoned food again? Oh. So only salt and pepper. Or never be able to chew again. So only, what? like, non-solid foods. <laughs> oh, God. That so, like, second one was way worse. ice cream, mashed potatoes, soup. No, ma'am. No. I gotta go. Gotta go unseasoned food here. <laughs> On my end. Wait, really? That, like... I mean, oh, even... Okay, all of the soups that I eat have ingredients in them that I would have to chew through. I don't just eat broth. And all of the ice cream I eat has, like, chunks of things in it. And all the, and you can't subsist on ice cream anyway. I, you need to chew. What? It just seems so much worse to me than, than just eating whatever you want without seasoning. But it's not whatever you want. Because, like, you can't have anything that, like, has much flavor in it. Like... You know what I mean? Like, anything that has seasoning on it, you know, you can't eat. So, like, going to a restaurant is going to be a bitch. Like, you can't eat. Yeah, but going to a restaurant and not being able to chew would also be You order soup and mashed potatoes. I mean, sometimes you even have to chew mashed potatoes. Also, I can't just eat soup and mashed potatoes every day. Yeah, but you can eat smoothies and milkshakes and... I love soup, man. I keep coming back to the soup thing, but uh-huh. I fucking love soup. I love soup too, but it's always got like corn and black beans and chicken and rice. There's always stuff in my soup. Oh, I love a smooth soup, like tomato soup. You don't have to chew tomato soup. I can't subsist on tomato soup and mashed potatoes. I don't know. I feel like I could do some fun, weird things with purees and yada yada. But everything you eat would be like baby food. Yeah, for sure. It's, <laughs> her, it's not ideal. <laughs> her face lit up when she said that. <laughs> like, I thought she was excited about the prospect. <laughs> no, you're just correct. Um, <laughs> but a lot of my favorite foods are liquids. Like, I love a smoothie. I love soup. I love a milkshake. I feel like almost everything is improved by making it a drink. I See, I had a smoothie for lunch today, but... I always have this problem where if I only imbibe foods that I don't chew, I just feel like it, I just feel more hungry. Like I uh. feel like I never get as full. Maybe it's a mental thing, but I like I had a smoothie and I'm hungry right now. That's so interesting because the reason I like liquid foods is like I never feel bloated afterward. Like I never feel that like I'm uncomfortably full. You know that feeling? Yeah, I do. I'm well acquainted with that feeling that was like the last two weeks of my life was that feeling because you were on vacation yes because i was on vacation (laughs) for for the benefit of our listeners (laughs) but hannah wasn't just like on a burrito bender (laughs) but i wouldn't put it past me is the thing to go on a burrito bender so i didn't even really feel like i needed to qualify that um yeah i mean i know i wouldn't be able to eat burritos but i could still eat black beans so just i could still eat all the elements of burrito but without the seasoning yeah, the seasoning is what makes it gives gives it any flavor well yeah but i could still eat there's a lot of vegetables that taste really good without extra flavoring yeah but they also taste really great in a pureed soup 
with seasoning. They, I mean, I could eat plenty of toast and eggs with salt and pepper and... Ooh, we're different people. (laughs) (laughs) What you just, I don't, I don't like eggs unless there's hot sauce involved, really. (laughs) I don't get me wrong. I love spices and I love seasoning and I would be loath to give them up, but I just can't think of enough foods that are non-chew foods that I feel like could sustain me for the rest of my life and not just leave me feeling hungry and sad. Yeah, I had a mouth issue a few years back where I like couldn't eat for several weeks. Like I was on an all-liquid diet for several weeks and I was like kind of okay with it. (laughs) Like obviously, yeah, it's not something I like would want to do forever. Like this would still be difficult, but like it's something I have done. Um, did you just make all your food into baby food, basically? Or did you just eat lots of smoothies and tomato soup? It was a lot. Uh, the hardest thing for me was protein, was making sure that I was getting enough protein. Right. Obviously, you don't want to blend up meat. Like, that's not great. It's not it the ca- best. It, it can happen. <laughs> it, it does kind of force you to be a vegetarian. But I, like, went hard on... Like, a lot of, like, yogurt-heavy, peanut butter-heavy smoothies. Um, I ate a lot of mashed potatoes. I ate a lot of soups. And just, like, various, like, veggies and stuff that I, like, made into puree. Like, you can make, like, parsnip puree and cauliflower puree and, like... But even then, I would would not want to eat those foods if they weren't over a bed of rice. I just need some texture to my food, I think. Again, it's not ideal, but, like, being able, like, to me, like, spices and, like, that, like, the variety of flavor was more important than the variety of texture. Huh. All right. Well, I think that my diet might be a little bit more uh, well-balanced in terms of nutrition, but that might... Oh, for sure. (laughs) Um, But I'm not going to enjoy it. Okay. Well, we disagree, and that's great, because that's the name of the show. Um... And now we're going to move into our favorite segment, Would You Still Go Out With Him? We do this every time. Premise is, this is your second date with a guy, um, and they seem really, really, really great. Like, you got butterflies in your stomach. This is the person that, like, really lights you up. You're like, wow, I feel like this instant connection. Like, man, this is going somewhere. And then on his second date, he tells you that his roommate is not just his roommate, but also his spouse. But don't worry, it's only a green card marriage. Huh. This is the second date. Yeah. He didn't tell you on your first date because he was just like seeing if you guys liked each other, sure. didn't want to get into the complicated Yeah. No, I don't I'm not going to hold that against him. I don't think that that's yeah. first date material either. <laughs> um I think that's fine. Yeah. You can you can wait till date feels- 2. He feels a strong connection with you, and he's hoping that this might go somewhere, so he wanted to be up front from the get-go. I mean, the thing is, this doesn't really bother me, like, at all. Shelby's face just dropped. Wow! So you have, like, no follow-up questions about this. Well, the thing is, I'm sure I would have a million follow-up questions, but it's the second date. So 
I would just ask him a million follow-up questions because right. at this point, I, you know, I kind of have to take him at his word that it's not a romantic relationship yes. and it's just a green card marriage. And then I'd have to continue seeing him in order to find out if that's true. I mean, I think sure. certainly I would have to do, I would have to meet the person and see them interact and spend more time with the guy and really try to figure out, like, is this really... Because the other thing is, I don't really know why he would lie to me about it. Like, it, especially <laughs> because it's too easy to figure out if he's lying. I, I go to his apartment and there's his roommate and I say, hey, you're in a green card marriage. And she goes, no, I'm his wife and I love him. You know, cat's out of the bag. So, yeah, I mean, if you're there and it's not a green card marriage, I think she might have words. Right. It's, <laughs> exactly. Like, if I show up at his apartment... One way or another, I'm figuring out whether it's really a green card marriage. Um, yeah. So, you know, maybe this is just sort of the uh, the radical in me or whatever. I don't really have any problem with a green card marriage. I think that the marriage system as a system is uh, kind of messed up in a lot of ways anyway. I think it's kind of yeah. discriminatory towards people who aren't married. I think that the whole setup around people who only get benefits through marriage is totally a sham. Stupid. And I think that if you're going to game the system to get somebody entry into the country or um, to get benefits or whatever else you need to do to like counteract the terrible American policies, I am not offended. Um, I Okay, so that's so interesting to me. I'm also not offended by this. And I also take him at his word that it is truly just a green card marriage. But I have a lot of logistical questions. Like, my questions are, like, how long are you going to be in this marriage? How did this come about? Like, one thing is, like, are you being paid for this? Is it are, is are, is it your green card marriage? Like, are you not able to live here without this? Like, are you at the beck and call of this person? Because there's, like, a big power imbalance, right? So, like, if it's the other person who's the citizen and he is, like, just super dependent on this person... That's not great. Like, it's not a reason to not see him anymore, but it would give me, like, alarm bells of, like, are you being exploited by this person? Like, what's the dynamic there? Yeah, I had been assuming he was the American citizen. So if he's not, that is a different question. Yeah, and is there a possibility that you're going to be deported? And, like, I'm going to invest a lot of time and energy into this, and you're just going to, like, have to leave anyway because this has been found out. Or are you the American... And are you doing this out of the kindness of your heart? Did this person pay you to do it? How did you get in the situation where you, like, decided to do this for someone? I think there are a lot of ways in which it could be really good, but there is potential for, like, exploitation there. So, like, sure. I want to suss that issue out. Could just also, be they like, were friends, you know? They could just yeah, be... Yeah, no, I, I think there's definitely lots of reasons where it could just be, like, you saw somebody who needed help and you thought it was a way you could easily help and it was no skin off your back. Right. Totally think that. I just, like, would want more information. And I would also want more information about, like, how long is this con gonna go on? Like, what's the end game? Can you ever marry someone else? Do you have to live with this person throughout the entire well, thing? Well, I imagine you can get a divorce even through a green card marriage. If Oh, you can. Yeah. But, like, so the, a green card marriage is usually, like, 
it ha- like it has to last for many years until that person establishes their own res- like their own um, citizenship. So it can take up to like seven years or something like that. And lots oh, and I lots didn't think of- it was that long. I didn't think it was. Oh, yeah, it's long. Sometimes longer than that, depending on like if you get additional background checks or where the country is that person is coming from. Yada yada yada. So like. Where are you in this process? Like, do you have two more years you have to tough it out until they have their citizenship? Or, like, do you have another five years that you have to be in this sham marriage and doing all of these strenuous interviews and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, I think, obviously, if it was year one and they said that they're expecting eight years of having to room with this person, because I think that's probably the biggest drawback, right? Yeah. Because I don't really care if... If he and I were to start dating and after a couple of years we're thinking about marriage and we had to just not officially get married uh, just because they didn't want to mess up the screen card marriage, I don't think I'd be offended. Like, I don't think it would bother me because I don't care that much about being officially married. But if it's like you still have to live with that person and they actually have to make it look legit. And you have to yeah. go through all the hoops for like eight years. That would be a bummer. You'd also have to be kind of like on the DL. Like they couldn't post about you on their social media. They couldn't like real like maybe their family and friends know, but like in any like documented way, yeah, you're gonna be their friend, and they have a, a wife, right? Although you know, you can be married to someone and love them and still be in an open relationship. So I don't know what I don't know what the government thinks about that. <laughs> Probably doesn't like it because they don't like anything that's not traditional 1950s monogamy. But I am not an immigration lawyer, so I don't know how <laughs> immigration lawyers handle polyamory. Um, but I do have friends who have gone through the process and it is rigorous. Like yeah. you have to like really prove that you are actually in love. You have to have documentation from several years, photographs, like written letters from family and friends that it is like a legit thing. You have to pay thousands of dollars in lawyer fees and things like that. It's like a whole right. rigam- like there for certain times of the process, like you can't leave the country because of like various things. So like it's a commitment. Um, but I so think like the, I think that that is all stuff that I could overcome for the right person. It's just hard to know at this yeah. point at a second date whether they're the right person. So to me, it's like, well, you, you keep dating them just to see because maybe they disqualify themselves in a hundred other ways before this ever becomes a problem. Or maybe yeah. you get so attached to them that you can't imagine not, you know, going through life with them, in which case... Everybody's got baggage and his is a wife, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think I would – I think this would be too much for me. Oh, On a second wow. date, I feel like I would not be invested enough that I would want to deal – I would be like, it seems like you have a complicated life. And I, like, like I just, like, don't <laughs> want to get involved in anything too complicated. That feels very chaotic to me. Trying to long con the government is something I applaud, but also is not something I want to come home (laughs) home to every night, you know? But I imagine, I mean, the government's not coming to your house every night, you know? You can still have a fully regular relationship with this person. You just can't post about it on Facebook. That's fine. I hate Facebook anyway. 
Yeah, it just feels, I don't know, like, it might just be me. I think I'm very, maybe a little bit too quick of a trigger of like, nah, too hard, not interested. (laughs) Especially early on in a relationship where I'm like, oh, this is going to require so much communication. I'd rather just not. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, I get it. You're like, but I could swipe right on a hundred other people. So yeah, that's why? my other. I'm like, there's probably someone else who I can get along with who doesn't have this going on, and so maybe I'm just gonna go. Oh, see, I always fear that people do that to me. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just it's. I mean, it would. I would ask him a lot of questions. Like, if he was like, "I'm this far in, we have like one year left, and then like they'll be all set and on their own. It shouldn't impact." Like, then I would be okay right. with they it. Were just but if a it was friend, like they were, they needed a way in, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, like there's definitely a scenario in which I would say yes, but I think more often I definitely lean against like this is complicated, and I would. I am trying to find less chaos in my life. I feel like I've lived a very chaotic life, and I'm just trying to find peace at this moment in time. Um, I mean, the the only thing that really bothers me about it is the roommate situation. So, yeah, but I kind of feel like it's a it's a bridge we would have to cross when we got there more than anything else. Would you be chill living in a it like? living in an apartment with your partner and his and wife. their roommate. Yeah, like would you but like would you be okay having a roommate with your partner? Well, some people do that, like people, a married couple. Yeah, people do that. It's not my ideal situation. But having a roommate in general is just not my ideal situation. It's nothing to do with roommates. That's it's my yeah. it's my fault, not theirs. I'm just an introverted person who likes her own personal space. So, yeah. um I wouldn't love it. I wouldn't love that I didn't really get any say over it Yeah. about who that person was or why yeah. or anything like that. Um, but you know, it could be the situation where he, for all intents and purposes, lives with me, but he's yeah. got his name on a lease with this other woman. And, you know, if it's basically like he's got his name on a lease there and he keeps some stuff there and he goes over there once a week. Yeah. That could work out fine. I mean, I guess... I. I guess I would just need to, I would want to see, because at this late stage in my life, <laughs> there's so few opportunities for good men, and half of them yeah. are divorced or have other crazy complications, complications and baggage, and I just, yeah. I'm, I'm getting to the point where I don't feel like I'm ever going to go on a date that feels like, this is easy. <laughs> I will say that it it wins him points that he decided to tell you so soon. Oh, sure. It wins him points that, well, first of all, maybe he was being very altruistic and, and yeah. helping this person. And maybe, uh, and it wins him points that he told me immediately. And it also shows me that he must like me or else why would he even yeah. say it? And it doesn't bother me. It just is a logistical nightmare. But yeah, for sure. Well, I think I would not go out with him again, and I think that you, being the kind, caring person that you are, would give him another shot, which is pretty much how this segment goes sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that I think you're oversimplifying. And also, is it kind and caring, or is it just desperate? Who's to say? It can be both. Um, you know, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
Uh, the pandemic gave us all a lot of needs. Uh, anyway, Hannah, tell me about your hypothetical world. <laughs> well, I'm I'm sitting I'm sitting in the living room with my boyfriend, his wife, and my best friend, me from another universe. <laughs> And you're all eating the best brunch imaginable. <laughs> We're all eating waffles. <laughs> oh, God. That's really funny. Uh, just, and it's like... It's such a good picture. I'm just going to leave it there. I'm just going to end it there because I, I don't even want to take it any further. Yeah. And you never have to initiate plans because you're just around these three people all the time. <laughs> And one of them is me. So he already knows what I want to do. So it yeah. works out perfectly that I can't initiate plans because he's just like, do you want to do this thing that I know you want to do because you're me? And I say, yes. <laughs> wow. So I'm also eating the best brunch ever after having banged myself right. the night before. Right. And and how do and you feel about that? Was it? Do you feel weird about it the next morning or... I think I feel fine. I'm, I'm eating a I'm eating a brunch like a queen. So, but your brunch you've had to completely liquefy. I have had to completely liquefy it, which is sad. That's very sad. I'm drinking a smoothie brunch, <laughs> drinking waffles and hash browns, potentially by myself because I'm not dating the green card marriage guy, and I just got to bang myself, so they have left. Right. Not that he would stay for your liquid brunch, probably. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put his in the blender. You know, <laughs> I'm not a monster. Um, my my life is pretty bleak. I'm by myself, <laughs> drinking blended foods. Um, <laughs> and I had I banged myself. And that's kind of it. And I can't make plans with anyone else because I can't initiate plans. So I've chosen a very lonely yeah. life. What did you do to yourself here? I don't know, man. How did this work uh, out this way? <laughs> the uh, introvert is in a room full of people eating waffles. <laughs> and the extrovert is sitting by herself contemplating the meaning of masturbation <laughs> and drinking a breakfast and drinking an omelet yeah and drinking an omelet so um Gross. i really think you chose better than i did and i need to learn some lessons so well i for one hope that your therapist listens to this show and <laughs> we get lots of interesting feedback <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Arguments About Nothing. If you are a therapist, please send me some messages about how I'm not completely fucked. Uh, I really need some validation at this moment. Um, and if you have any questions you want to hear on the show, please send us a DM at Arguments About Nothing on Instagram or send us an email at Arguments About Nothing at, at gmail.com. And we'd like to thank Allison Fields for designing our logo, and we'd like to thank all of you for listening, particularly our new listeners. It's great to have you. Until next time, keep fighting. <laughs>